Yo, shit, welcome back. We're over here chilling, vibing. Yo, man, the next person I'm about to introduce to the motherfucking, to the motherfucking elevated show, the motherfucking one a close friend, great dude, knowledgeable, super smart, makes great music, just an overall great human being, you know what I'm saying? Definitely been fucking with him since, like, middle school. Um, he, he does music. He also is into, like, spirituality, into, like, waking everybody up, you know what I'm saying? He's just an overall great dude, uh, and I'm really happy to have him on the show. Uh, so, yeah, this is... Shin Jin. You're... Hey, man, Shin Jin. Um, let me hit the blunt real quick. <laughs> How you doing today, bro? Man, I'm lit, bro. Shit, I just got off work, you know what I'm saying? Working on this project, Smokehouse Records, and um, it's still in the works, actually. We've been working on it for, you know, a good six-plus years, and now we're just, like, getting all of the recording done, mixing and mastering, and after that point, man, we're just gonna, we're gonna shoot for the the actual, uh, I would say, production. Like, once we get that out of the way, man, it's, it's a rat like Saran. So, um, how about yourself, man? How you been, how you been living out here? You been alright? Yeah, I've been good, bro. I've been chilling, dog. Blessed here to blend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been blessed. I've been good, dog. Just really, really happy to fucking have you on the show, honestly. Honestly, this is the first fucking guest ever, dog. Yo, yo. You. <laughs> yeah, um, so should t- tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, how long you been rapping and, and like, what's your, like, type of vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what you bringing to the table? Because we definitely know it's, like, unique. Because you just stand out as an individual, honestly. Like, everywhere we go, they're either staring at me or they staring at you. You're, yes, <laughs> we're sir. just tall, tall individuals. Like, I feel like yeah. people, like, stare more like tall people. And we're always wearing, like, like more different colors, I would say. You know what I'm saying? You got the braids. Yeah, yeah. I know that brings a lot of attention. Yeah, man. So, as far as how I started, um, it's always been a family thing. And so, like, when music, where it comes from, it comes from our tradition like whether you're mexican whether you're black hispanic regardless of who you are music is like in your like almost in your gene and like your dna and so i feel like music being a universal language is what really brought me into actually pursuing it as a career and so the more people i met um as far as like uh members of my family whenever we would spend time together we'd be out and we'd be out connecting and just I know, vibing, I know, man. I know, were you like when you started like listening to music and shit like that? When I started, man, I was probably like, I was probably like, you know, from the time I was born, because my family just like immersed me into the into the culture, and it started out with like uh, I'd say like uh, what do you call it like worship music and like like really like uh, mostly religious like I would say music in general that's like very uplifting. And it started with that, like listening to um, you got your like Chris Campbell, you got your that one guy who sings uh, uh, "Greater Is He Who Is Within Me." I believe his name is uh, Off Rip. I would say um, Just a big I can't. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't name his name off the top, but um, he was definitely one of those people that. Uh, was out here singing with Kelly Price, and these were like uh, oh, she's like shit. a really known, well known uh, female singer that you know even Migos shouted out in, in one of their songs, and you know really as far as culture wise, she put on for like for our people, and Most so definitely, dude. yeah, man, that's what it's all Especially about. At that time, right? Yeah, this was early two thousands, and you know from what I've heard, man early 90s was rough like you had fucking drugs fucking oh, yeah. out in the hoods like everywhere man yeah. and the hoods were real fucked up man you had a lot of absent uh fathers in the homes and shit so you know that's where it come from that's dope that's dope bro i literally just realized that we both like grew up like with like christianity music involved with it like just being like a an impact i guess in both of our lives honestly because all my uncles and all my like my whole my whole family did like literally is like like my aunt and my uncle they have a they own a church they're the pastors of a church a big old church in uh, Mexico right um, and shit like that my grandma's a co-pastor 
Okay. Um, literally just like grew up going to church every single Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Watching my own grandma up there, dude. Like I was like boss, dude. I was like I was really like <laughs> I was really like pimping, dude. And yeah, I was man. Really... You was all dressed up, all fly, yeah. Sunday and shit, fucking button up, shirt and well, tie. Well, not all that. I, <laughs> I wasn't that. Uh, I didn't come up that. Like where I'm from, when I, when I was going to a church in Mexico, um. Man, the people were really poor, bro. Like, right. n- they wouldn't really dress up like that. Like, probably, yeah. no, I, I, I don't, probably never saw a person in a suit till I was in the U.S., bro. Damn, bro, that's, that's really eye-opening, man, because when I say, um, most people do dress to impress on, on these, uh, on these holy days, what they consider to be holy is very, uh, perverse at the same time, because even the scriptures tell us to come as we are. So whenever we're dressing up, it's like we're trying to play a part that we weren't even called to play. I thought it was kind of like a flex, dude. Like when I came over here and I started going to church over here, dude, the pastor had a fucking gold ring, dude, a gold chain, bro. I'm like, this nigga flexing over here. (laughs) It's a major flex on the pastor's end because like we see them big balling, bro. Whatever, let's say you're going to a Baptist church. Whatever Baptist church you're going to, you'll see the same thing. Everybody in button ups and whatever, whoever's preaching is... A person driving outside in a fucking Rolls Royce or some badass 2002 vehicle or 2022, like these are some big high class ballers we got in the in the in the pulpit. Yeah, and so that's that's where that's where the culture has led us to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when did you step out and like we're like I'm gonna be a rapper? Like I'm gonna take this shit over. Fuck Drake. Fuck Lil Wayne. Fuck everybody. I'm. <laughs> what made you step into that ring, bro? Man, to be honest with you, to be real blunt, it was them that put me on that shit, bro. Because, like, once I started hearing Drake, uh, him and Lil Wayne, Young Money come out with, uh, it was tape after tape. I'm sorry. It wasn't, they weren't dropping like that. It was, yeah, this was single after single, yeah. track after track. Fire. For, from, from, from the early 2000s onto the year my brother was born. Hey, do you remember the first song you heard Drake on, dude? Mm, the first song I ever heard from Drake, feature-wise, it was a feature. So just Drake overall, like yeah. when you were like, "Oh shit, Drake." Or yeah, yeah. Shit. Who's that type shit? Yeah, this song for me was Ransom, uh, Drake and Lil Wayne, and I'm like, "Yo, who the fuck is this? Like, who the fuck is this spitting?" What year was that? This was this was around 2000. I'm gonna guess I was in like uh, sixth grade, so around 2010, and. Yeah, man, Drake was, he was an upcoming artist who was still establishing his name at the time. He really didn't have any singles out there, but, you know, he was still putting in that work. He was still putting in that grind. So it was respect. No, yeah, definitely. You said rest, what was the name of it? Uh, Master Shinjin. No, what was the name of the song? The name of the song was Ransom. Ransom, I can't remember that song, honestly. I don't know if you remember this song, dude, but this is the first time I heard Drake, dude, and, like... I seen him and I was like, dude, I'm a diehard Lil Wayne fan. So, like, I hear Lil Wayne song and I hear him like with anybody else. I never fucking liked him, bro. Never, bro. I like Lil Wayne is murdering everybody in a burst. Lil Wayne shouldn't make songs with nobody. Like, right. Lil Wayne is like, nobody, nobody's here for your verse. That's how I was like, like thinking, you know what I'm saying? And then I heard Drake uh, on this song. The song was called Every Girl. Oh, that's shit, when bro. I first first got introduced to Drake, and I was like, "Oh shit, this dude! Like, damn, I fuck with him! Like, honestly, damn! Like, I fuck with him." You I see? was like, "Go fuck every girl in the world!" Yeah, oh yeah, man, man. His, I'm telling you, bro, all the females were fucking drenched, soaking wet. Bro, yes, hearing, dude. hearing the chorus to that song, and so that's what really like elevated the R and B community. Yeah, bro. At that point, that's that's that's, that's what Drake's role. And hip hop was elevating. Dude, this shit was like fucking like dopamine to my fucking brain when like I was watching the music video and I see all these females coming out the car, bro. Mind you, I'm I'm like twelve, dude, or eleven. Yeah. Like I'm young, bro, and I'm like, damn, like that. That just it just seemed like the whole vibe was just like even the music video. You could tell the girls are actually like having fun, like and shit like that. Like, like it was just like dope as fuck, and like, god damn, like. Yeah, man, that was definitely the time where where they were taking over. They were taking over not just the 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 rap industry, but they were actually 
putting people in the community onto a new wave, a new wave of music. And that's what it was all about. That was around the time uh, Lil Wayne started calling himself the best rapper alive, right? Like, um, like after he started, like... Because when I was listening to him, he was, like, super big. Everybody kind of knew him. But, like, then he just started just shitting on everybody. Like, nobody yeah, was rapping either, yeah, bro. Yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't hear no other rapper but yeah. Lil Wayne. And literally, for, these, for, for those... <clears throat> it started with that one, those few collabs that they were doing... From there, they've spent four years flat going back to back, dropping hit after hit, whether it was a single or feature with them too, and some other Young Money members. But I'm telling you, man, for four years straight, they said, fuck every other rapper. I'm going I'm going at it. And they dropped Roger That when I was like in sixth grade. So like I said, early 2010. And from then on, bro, it was just fucking like the only really rap group I knew was like Young Money. And I was like, "Whoa, shit, bro. Like, these <laughs> young niggas, they're popping. Dude, yeah, dude. What was crazy, too, dog, that people don't fucking understand just because they don't know hip-hop like we do. Dude, Drake is so fucking huge, so fucking big, but people don't know that he signed to Lil Wayne. Like, Lil Wayne is getting a bag every time he's on the mic. Right. Because he fucked with Lil Wayne. He even says it on most of his songs, a lot of his songs. He fucking shouts out Weezy, man, because he literally... He literally elevated him to where he's at. So most definitely, like, if you talking, if you talking Drake, make sure you talking Lil Wayne before. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you put that. Make sure you know where that shit came from, dog. Yeah, man. Lil Wayne has been been goaded, man. Big OG, dog. OG, OG, bro. OG in the game, bro. Yeah. And so um, that year, from then on, I was like, okay, let me give more artists. A shot because you know I really wasn't fucking with Drake when I heard him first coming out with like uh, I believe his first album officially was Take Care and so like it had mostly like songs for girls on it and they were all still bops these were also hitters at that time I didn't really consider him much of a rapper because he was doing more singing than he was rapping right, before Lil Wayne who are you listening to like when I when I when I first came to the US I was around seven or eight, bro, and right. I was going through the channels, dog, MTV, like, you know what I'm saying, around that time. Yeah. I can't remember what year that was, but it was the time where fucking 50 Cent and Eminem was at the top, bro. Yeah. And yeah. who else? And maybe Lil Wayne, too, like, but, dude, I was so, dude, I fucked with fuck 50 Cent, bro. 50 Cent went hard as fuck, bro, and Eminem, bro. I, I literally, like, learned English from Eminem, dude. Wow. That's crazy, man. Uh, as far as who I started with, I would say around that time, my my cousin, he's the person that I really got most of my influence from. And so Gucci Mane, you had you had uh, a lot of people from Florida that were coming out at the time. Motherfuckers from New York, like 50. And everyone that came after him, they were just like, you know, you had your, you had, I'd say... Most of the people that came from either East or West Coast and New York were, like, the main people that were influencing me at the time. I was like, Snoop Dogg, man. Snoop Dogg and Drake were, like, still, like, in the background, like, still OG niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, dog. Snoop Dogg literally was another big, big influence. Huge, bro. Snoop Dogg is so slept on, bro. Like, not as a fucking person, but as, like, what he did in the game. Yeah, yeah, man. Let me definitely, let me definitely give the shots out to that, man, because... I was probably two to four years old, like when I first heard my song by Snoop. And what song, what, what song was that, man? This was the one where it was like, uh, oh my fault. It was Snoop Dogg and Ludacris. So Ludacris being one of them niggas, bro. Because uh, whenever I heard the, it was um, all the players in the house. If you buying cars and she got a big ass when you popping balls, uh-huh. if you a pimp, you don't know that you love to fuck when you get on the boat. It was drop bows on them. Draw bows on bows, and like the whole time I was like, damn, I'm like a young ass nigga. I was like, yo, like we dropping bows on them. Like I don't even know what the fuck that meant, but at the same I time, know. I knew whenever I said it, like motherfuckers felt what I was saying. It was just the energy how they came in the track. Like that's what it like intrigued hip hop to me so fucking much. Like like coming from Mexico and shit like that. Like I wasn't really like the only music like I said was like Christian music and shit like that. Like, like I started listening to hip-hop, it was just the vibe. Like, it was just all energy, everybody dancing, it's pumping and moving. Another person that I grew up uh, listening to, bro, and this was put on by, uh, by um, 
uh, like a family friend, like one of, one of my mom's friends growing up, he would blast SPM a lot, bro. Mm, SPM. Damn, bro. I was listening damn. to SPM. I remember I was getting in trouble too in elementary, dude, because I had him on a ringtone. Yeah. Dude, I was like, dude, I, you know how you, back in the day, we would uh, record, uh, like, it would play on the radio and we'll record it on our phone, dude, and it'll be a ringtone. Yeah. So I guess somebody was calling me and it was uh, it was an SPM song, dude, and yeah. we're in the elementary, but it's like, this nigga's saying all types of shit. Yeah. It was that Mexican radio. Dude, I oh, bro, yeah, that song, I mean, I didn't know shit about Mexico. I didn't know shit about Mexicans at the time, really. But yeah. as far as I could tell, Whenever I hear SBM songs, I'm like, okay, like this is someone that's actually like from Mexico or is of the descent of. But you could on the sound like like on the uh, I thought he was black, dude. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Like yeah. I thought he was black until like I started like paying attention and I was like South Park Mexican. He kept saying South yeah, Park Mexican. Yeah, I would say that's that's what it was for me. Like hearing the lyrics, I like, yo, this dude is like an original gangster from Mexico. Yeah. Like, if I never met one before, like, this is this is it. Yeah, well, he's actually born in, in Houston, in oh, uh, South Park. Sh- oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, nah, he's not from Mexico. Okay. Like, his fa- his uh, family, probably his mom is from Mexico and shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah, shout out to him, man. Free SPM on the cool. SPM, man. It was it was that, that era where I was like, okay, this is definitely, like, this is the type of music that inspires me to, like, want to become something more of myself, more, more of like this culture, and that's where, like I said, yeah, torch. yeah, yeah. Dude, what was crazy about SPM too was like, I'm Mexican. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming to the U.S. I'm fully Mexican. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm hearing a rapper talking about S- South Park Mexican. Did he also call himself uh, South Park Mojalo? You know oh, what Mojalo is? What is that? Like it's like a web. It's like a it's like a Spanish term for like wetback or like. Nah. Mojalo means like in Spanish it means that you're wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it just like he, you know what I'm saying? He was just big pride in Mexico, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, like I relate to him. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, he, yeah, yeah. And he he spit Spanish too on some of his verses on the cool. Like, um, yeah, man. That's one of the things that intrigued me about music is I I didn't know who the person where the person was from, but at the same time we had Sean Paul. Whenever I'd hear his shit come on, I'd be like, yo, like, I'm fucking like literally like like. It was like my spirit would fucking like I would feel the frequencies of the song altering like my fucking my current mood and my current vibe like in a positive manner. Dude, imagine if we had like a a tablet growing up, dude, during that time, bro. Like we could look up all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we'd be finding like, so much. Like we had so many questions. I'm sure like you had so many questions too. Like that we just like forget about because it was kind of not in our reach. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. When I thought about computers, I'm like, that's work. Like we're typing like work. Like, yeah. I didn't really think, I didn't really, the internet wasn't like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's crazy, bro. Like, I'm so, I feel lucky to be from that era, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, Like, we yeah. really struggle, like. <laughs> if we wanted to know something, we had to open the book. Whether ask it was our mom. A, yeah, ask our moms for what the source or something, whatever, whatever wisdoms that she had to offer. And um, that's where we come from. Like, our time was, uh, our time culture, was before bro. our Texas hands. Culture. Exactly. Did, did you, did you hear that song, uh. Inside peanut butter, outside. Oh jelly. shit! A lot of this Inside peanut butter, outside, outside jelly. jelly. Seven days of the week, seven different Chevy. Yo. Yeah, man. Dude, I was young, like like dancing to this. Like my mom was like, "What are you? What are you talking about? What are you listening?" To? Like my mom don't even speak English, bro. She was like, and <laughs> dude, I'm like, like I'm like, I'm like going after this song, like, like dude, going like this with my hands, dude, like like spreading the peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't bro. that a dance? Or like, where did, did I get that from? <laughs> um, you probably made made it up, man, because like you made yourself a new dance. Yeah, man. Cause I mean, with that, who was that, dude? I can't tell you off rip. To be honest, that felt like someone who was in DJ in, Screw or yeah. If it, if it was an artist, look from it them, up. Yeah, look look it up, man. Because when I tell you, it was definitely someone that was fucking with Cuddy. That was an anthem, right? Yeah, that shit was the fucking anthem of the year, man. I was in second grade at the time, and I still recall it to this day. I'm in class, and I'm just like, like. Doing the chopped and screw version, the inside peanut, in, inside peanut butter, inside peanut butter, outside jelly. And was just like, yo, like, bro, that song, bro, like, you gonna kill it. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm gonna kill it on stage, man, one day, man. But I didn't know at that time that music was gonna be the avenue that I went down. It was more like, 
You were more just of with the flow. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Going with the flow and just the individuals who I met that were like on the same shit, regardless if they were born into my family or not. Who's that? His name's Cadillac Don, Don, and Jay Money. Fuck, bro. I've heard of Jay Money, but. Cadillac Don, like, damn, bro. Like, I have to, like, revisit his whole music catalyst, because... Dude, and if you're not from Texas, dude, this wasn't on... You didn't hear... You didn't come up, like, listening to this. Especially right. screw music. Like, screw music literally is, like, you can listen to hip-hop, and then you can be like, oh, I'm gonna put some screw on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This nigga, like, DJ Screw literally changed the game by, like, Doing that shit, and we didn't even know it had to do with lean. Yeah, we no, had no it was a fucking, huge lean thing. We had no idea, and the whole lean, like the whole era of it and the influence, came from DJ Screwed. And he's done like he's literally put on Texas as far as the Southern culture goes, and the whole world bit that shit, dog. Now everybody pouring lean, not everybody dripping, not everybody pimping. Everybody dripping, no, no. everybody want to be pimping. Now the thing is. Hey, you remember that song, uh, uh, I Look Fly, I Look Good? Oh, you're talking about fucking, from Charlie Boy? Yeah, yeah, Charlie Boy. That was, um, for all that shit called. I think that was, like, me leaving, like, elementary, right? Yeah, we were, we were. Going to middle school? Yeah, fifth graders, fifth going to sixth. So, uh, damn, bro, Charlie Boy, he's one of them Southern artists as well. I'm not saying he's from Houston, but either from Dallas, Texas, or. Dallas or Houston for sure, but Charlie Boy, man, he's been doing music with, you heard of Chameleon there? Oh, bro, dog, his new shit is fire, bro. I have to hear more of it, man, because whenever he dropped Southern Takeover, like, I was like, like, that, at that moment, I was inspired to be a gangster as a fucking five-year-old oh, or six-year-old. Oh, definitely, bro, that song, that song, literally, bro, literally, bro, when I heard that song, bro. Give, give it a week or two, bro. I started sagging, bro. In elementary, <laughs> dog. Oh, man. I was a fifth grader sagging, bro. Like, I didn't even know what the fuck, dog. But I just knew it was like the look. You know what I'm saying? And, and I had my J's on. My mom didn't know what the fuck, why I needed J's and why I needed some khakis. But oh, man. <laughs> I needed them khakis with the cut in the crease. Dude, I saw everybody like coming up. And uh, I, I went to a, a cable elementary yeah. And then I went to Jones for a little bit, dude. And it's all hood. Like, Brownleaf. Oh, Marbach, shit, bro. That yeah, shit, that's, that, that's the side of town. Dude, they literally, everybody cuffed their khakis, dude. And and we had to wear a uniform, dog. So, so it was so, dude, our, our uniform was like black, polo, uh, khaki pants, and like whatever shoes. But like, yeah, yeah. just those two factors are like, that's something I already wear. Like, yeah, yeah. That's that's already a cholo, like, like uh. A Texas kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? You, you, and you gotta get, you have to have the dickies, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Like, I, I think, I think that's the shit right there, man. And you're talking about using fifth, sixth grade. Yeah, man. I'd say, for me, uh, it may have started a little earlier, only because like it's really the whole like influence thing. It goes back to like all influences. Think of an influence as being inspired, like inspired, being inspirited, like like literally. A spirit going within you and inspiring you to do something more than what you're currently doing. Yeah, it's like uh, absorbing, you know what I'm saying? All that. Uh, just the, like, as kids, I feel like anything was just so, like, mind-blowing. Yeah, and influential. Cause we, yeah, because we don't understand much, you know what I'm saying? Our parents are, like, dealing with, like, going to work and, like, you know what I'm saying? And we're literally just absorbing, dog. Yeah. So, like, all this is, like, super mind-blowing, bro. I would spend... Hours in front of the TV. Hours. <laughs> like, my mom yeah, literally yeah. had to turn off the TV and, like... It was crazy. Don't look at your ass. This is why I'm blind, too, dude. I would sit really close to the t- to the uh, TV because we had a small TV growing up, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was literally, like... The TV was, like, right next to, bro. Like, on a... On a uh, how do you call it? Like, a drawer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, those drawers and shit like that. And a I TV literally... Stand. Yeah, there was, like, another little table and I will sit right on it. Literally, like, three feet away, dog. Like... <laughs> and I was doing this so I was little, bro. This is why I'm yeah. blind, honestly. Nobody, yeah. nobody looked at me and was like, maybe that kid shouldn't be that close to the TV. See, that's the thing, man. Uh, that was my problem as well. Uh, mostly, mostly every time that I would, you know, be right in front of the TV, and you know, I'm blind as fuck. So I'm assuming that I'm just like, you know, I'm just not able to see. But at the same time, 
no one was really right there to tell me like, yo, yeah, back bro. up, fam. You finna fucking fuck your eyesight up. Did you raise yourself too, bro? I raised not myself. I had like my brothers and oh, sisters. Oh yeah, me and my brother, me. me and my brother raised each other pretty much because my mom was working all the time, bro. Yeah, yeah. My mom being a school teacher makes her hours. I made her hours and availability to like actually be around us twenty four very limited. So did you have like your older brother or like who who, who was that, who was taking care of you mostly? Because me and my brother like we were fighting for the throne and shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> we're funny. Two years, we're two years apart, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. Same with me and my brother Christopher. We're like two years apart from each other, and with that, it was like if my oldest brother was home, then like he'd look after. Her. Like not really like in a in a sense like. Uh, babysitting, but like more like if y'all fuck shit up, like uh, that's y'all ass. <laughs> like, I'm on y'all ass, but only when she gets back. Cause I mean, like as far as what y'all do, I don't really don't give a fuck. But yeah, once the queen comes back, like everything gotta be clean, trash taken out, all that shit, man. We don't have no father, so it's just it's just we 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 the head of the house. Yeah, man. Fuck it, dad. I'm glad I didn't grow up with a father, dude. Honestly, I feel like it it built me like more stronger, like more like dependent, more like I don't know. It's just like pretty much becoming your own man because like at a very early stage in life. I did have a dad influence like later on once my mom married, but uh, sadly he ended up passing away like during like my middle school. Um, now nah, it was, yeah, like, like freshman year, I would say he ended up passing away, so RIP. Oh man, sorry to hear that. How did that, how did that affect you, do you feel? Bro, that shit, like, completely, like, completely destroyed me, bro, because, like, I, I always seen my mom, like, single and shit like that, and then, like, I seen her happy, and my mom's an immigrant, dude, she don't have papers, you know? Yeah, yeah. She married him, and he fixed her papers. She, mm. Like, thanks to him, my mom is a U.S. resident. Damn, man, that's that's heavy right there. Yeah, bro, like like that's that's like a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a blessing that once that happened, bro, because this whole time my mom couldn't go to Mexico and see her family. Yeah. And once that happened, it's like I can go back and I can come back and I can go back and I can come back. <laughs> it was just like it was a blessing, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it really sucked. Um, you know what I'm saying? Going through that, especially at a young age, bro, and and he was young too. Like honestly, it was. Yeah. It was a bad experience, honestly. But you know what I'm saying? We grow. We we got to keep pushing forward. And yeah, yeah. My mom is the strongest like human being alive, bro. Like, and I feel like a lot of us feel like that about our single mothers, cause I mean, bro, the shit yeah, that they shout out to all the single mothers out there for real. Yeah, man. The sort of weight that they take on is like literally no exaggeration. The weight of the world, the weight of their kids, honestly, and the universe, like all in one bundle. And so. That's something that just it's 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 more than inspiring because then that makes you as a man it makes you want to step up on a whole nother like a whole nother like platform and it makes you want to go and be like be a fucking boss because yeah. you didn't see a woman who's your mother like do that shit on her own for as long as you were as a fucking from a youngin to adult so like it's a it's a whole nother grind mindset that you. Uh, that you develop just through the time of just having your mother around and like you know be there around. Yeah, it takes another kind of human being, another kind of life force to like give everything to your kids, like everything. Like even though I see my mom like like struggle and like like she was always working and I seen her stressed out and shit like that, she was somehow uh, sneaking those Jordans at at, at Christmas, bro. <laughs> somehow, bro, yeah, like. Man. Like, it's crazy. And let me tell you, bro, my mother was, me being her last child, so willing to do so much more for me. But it was mostly because I was always getting in trouble fucking up in school that she was just like, ah, I'm not finna fuck up. I'm not finna fuck up by, like, spoiling you and showing you that this is good behavior when you don't deserve it. And so, like I said, man, like, from from the time I was influenced by hip-hop till now, like, bro... I was inspired to fucking trap, bro, like, be a fucking trap star since, like, that era to present day. So, coming up, uh, would you say you were, like, spoiled or not really? Mm, anything I could have ever wanted, I obtained. I got that. That's just a blessing, but, like, yeah, you don't talk yeah. about spoiled, like... As far as spoiled goes, like, giving every, like, I was never giving anything as far as, like, uh, 
like, oh, I want this so bad. I, I, I would be spoiled from the time I was a kid till four years old. I, and my mom just hit me with that one Christmas. She was like, all right, I bought all y'all niggas electronics this year. But after this, like, that's it. Y'all get no more electronics. I was just like, damn. All right, all right man. The rope oh, has man. reached its end. I'm getting chills just by, like, imagining that, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it, was, it was tough, like, for a kid. But at the same time, I was like, okay, well, I get, there's more things other than fucking, uh, fucking Game Boy Advance that can entertain spoiled, me. Yeah. I, I was spoiled like a motherfucker. And, like, I say spoil, other people be like, nah, that's not spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I felt spoiled because it was just... If I, you get a pair of Jordans on demand, then you can say you're spoiled. If you could ask yeah, that's different. For, yeah. yeah, if you could ask for something and get it within... A week, that's... that's your, that, yeah, your daddy's a lawyer. <laughs> that's what we call spoiled in this yeah. So as far as, like, me being spoiled, I can't really say I've had... I can't really say I've had that sort of uh, treatment. But me being my mother's youngest child, anything I wanted, I could have had. Anything I want to this day... So you were, uh, like, the golden child, would you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. From the whole... From everybody? From, I, I, oh, you're I the youngest? I can't say that, because my, my older brother... Man, he's 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 a he's like a. Big but you're kid. the youngest, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm the youngest out of five, so my brother Christopher. Oh yeah, is the fourth child. Okay. Fourth youngest, and let me tell you, man, he's the most smartest individual I've met. I can call that fool up and need some information. I can call him for any time, man. Dude has been in college for the past four years for psychology, so he knows a lot to, that deals with the psyche and everything. And as far as like, how got the, people, got the mind figured out. Yeah, for the most part, he feels like like he could have a conversation with one of us and break down our like the our personalities and reasons why we do what we do. But personally, in my heart, I don't believe that to be true, because as long as you've known me, you're still like so you know me more than I know myself because yeah. you've been around me, like you've been like you you see yeah. me like right right now how we're looking at each other. You're able to like perceive me. Yeah, yeah. Better than I can myself because I'm not actually looking in a mirror. Yeah, check it out, check it out. This is where we kind of relate to because you say you're the youngest. I was the youngest for a while, right. for a good while. Yeah. And it was uh, when I came, bro. When I came in the game, bro. Oh my god, bro. I literally, like my brother. Like I remember times, dude. My mom would carry me, and my brother would kick my mom out of out of like out of like he's getting too much attention. Yeah. And I'm a grown kid, bro. My mom would just carry me around because, and everybody, dude, everybody, like my mom, the environment she kind of grew up with in Mexico, she had a best friend that she came up with uh, from like middle school, dude. She owned a bar in um, in Mexico and she sold like a bunch of beer and like mixed drinks and shit like that. So we were always at the store, dude. And she had chips and like toys and bro, everything we needed was like right there. And so literally like... I was told, like, hey, you can grab chips whenever. Oh, You're good. Yeah, yeah. Like, we love you. Yeah, like, you don't have yeah. to ask me who. Like, 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 it was dad love, bro. Yeah. And, and um, so I was, there, I was in heaven, bro. Like, honestly. <laughs> I was just there like, when you came here. Was it, like, was it like that whenever your mom, the way she treated you at the stores here in America, was it the same or was it? No, that, that was my mom's friend, um, Maribel. Oh, yeah, it, it was kind of like a sneaky thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if my mom knew, she'd be like, nah, don't, like, don't tell him that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, she was just like, man, you can get whatever, you want some candy? Like, she would bust out all the good candies too, bro, like, that she had, uh, like, behind the counter and shit like that, like, lollipops I never seen and shit. <laughs> it was crazy, bro, and, like, she get uh, a lot of her inventory from, like, uh, other parts of Mexico that are, like, would be more developed, because it was kind of like a, it's a small little city, bro, it's like three hours away from him, it's like, mm, like 5,000 people deep. Okay. There is That's nothing. Not so yeah. yeah. Like small, small so like, city. yeah, dude. Growing up, I I always I, I was kind of like spoiled as in the fact that I felt like, yeah. I, I, you wanted, you have. Not like that, but I, I just felt like in a kid's world. Yeah. You wanted, you could have in a in a, in a, in, a, in a child's world. Yeah, I knew that since I was young, but but the the kind of thing that I uh, that I feel bad about is that my brother kind of grew up with like remorse against me. Just because uh, that I was always kind of the the liked kid. Oh, you're saying, you're saying you felt 
felt some sort some sort of like uh, resentment towards you. Yeah. yeah, because he just felt like you were getting everything and he wasn't really getting that same uh, sort of attention or affection towards either mother or. And it, it's like my mom's like in her like mid twenties and like she has a bunch of fr- like all her friends, like her best friend was Maribel. She owned the bar in there, and dude, they would party all the time. They went to Cancun, they went to like all parts of Mexico. Dude, ran it out. Like I'm talking about, like, like I, I seen a, I seen an album cover, dude, with my mom and like her friends, like beard everywhere, like just pop, whole party vibe, dude. Yeah. And all her friends literally would always like carry me and grab me and like and like um uh have me telling them jokes and shit like that. My mom said that I literally was the life of the party, like like honestly to God. And let me ask you, were you like a grown ass man at this time? Were you like fucking six, fourteen years old? I was five, bro, five or six, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. And these parties that you go to, so that like I'm trying to think. Like the parties I'm thinking about, you know, nah, these are like uh parties in you would see in Baltimore, bro, these parties they're like fucking barbecues. Like you go from one one spot, one party is to that, another. Is that you coming up? This is me. This is my family, like as a, as a unit. So like whenever we're whenever we come together, like as as kids, like as cousins and shit coming together. Oh, okay, like yeah. a family thing. Okay. Yeah. So I was probably like maybe like anywhere between six and six and eight years old, and we're like going taking flights to to Baltimore. And oh shit. Yeah, man. I'm not sure if you. Like, been on a plane before. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been on a plane when I went to Cancun. That shit was scary. Tell <laughs> me about Cancun, man. Oh, man, Cancun is fucking wow. Cancun, Mexico, Cancun. Yeah. Bro, I went to every single club in Cancun at 16 years old. And Cancun, is that like a... I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like an island kind of kind of vibe. It's a city in Mexico, but check it out. Like, you know, in Mexico, like how the end of it is kind of like pointy? Yeah, sort of. It's kind of like pointy, and then you see Florida, you, you see a stick out, and then you see Cuba stick out. Yeah. The hotel we we're staying at, dude, was literally at the edge. Right, right. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the window. Well, I'm in the balcony of the hotel, and I'm looking outside, like looking at the ocean. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, hey mom, there's another, there's another island over there, and there's another island over there that I can see. And she's like, she's like, fool, that's Florida and that, that's Cuba. Yeah, man, I actually do remember you telling me. <laughs> I was me like, what? Yeah, man, I remember you telling me the story. I was like, cap, cap, and then I fucking put up Google Maps, dude. And I was like, what the fuck? Just Florida and Cuba, which is right there, dude. And how old were you again? 16 years old, bro. I was telling bitches at the club that I was 24. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you, it's a, it's a little different scenery, like, here, because uh, this, like, I tell you the culture thing. Like my, my mother would beat the fuck out of nah hell no, nah. nah. <laughs> uh, maybe like uh, here in a second, but um, yeah, it, it was different, man. Definitely, my mom, or just like our family in general. We had mostly our people coming out from from Texas and Baltimore. People all over from like different states. And mostly, they like, all black people. Like, this was, like, all these parties were just, like, full of black people. And it was, like, you go from one How do party, black people party, just so we get a little insight? <laughs> these parties, bro, like, imagine, like, it being a Mexican party with all of you, like, all deep with all your kids. Yeah. And y'all just having, like, one barbecue. You go well, from one uh, barbecue. Of course, of course. But I, I mean, as, like, like... What are y'all listening? What are y'all eating? Oh, right, what right. games? Right. Uh, games. So you have like people playing sports and shit like that, bro, in the background. Oh, yeah, the bat, the, the uh, football, right? Yeah. Yeah, football. You got fucking, like, really, it would be at like different locations. So like, let's say we're and, at a park. And the music your uncle's bumping was that? Bro, the music my uncles would be listening to is like some old classical shit, bro. Like, like jazz? Yeah, man. I wouldn't like uh, classify. I'm not all trying of to it. be racist, but jazz yeah, like, <laughs> came to my mind. Like jazz is what you would hear us play if we were at like a fucking. We would call them banquets. So, like the actual shit that my family would do would be like uh, more church related. So oh, okay. banquet a banquet is something that you really wouldn't see unless like you're at like a fucking 
like a choir. You're talking, like, you're talking like a bar mitzvah, like if it was like in his own way. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard of a bar mitzvah before, but it sounds it's a like, Jew like thing. A Jewish, yeah, like a Jewish. It, it's, it's like it's like a. It's like a, Shindy, like a party for, for it's like Jewish. a it's a party for like Jewish it's like it's like um like I guess when you're a certain age you get like it's kind of like a let me ask like a quinceanera you, type I shit I was just about to ask you like a sweet 16 or some yeah, type of yeah. shit okay so imagine like one of those for rich kids yeah <laughs> really rich kids bro yeah man this is like these banquets bro like the food there is like shit that I've never had in my life before so like Every time it food be a, from where? Food from like these are all gourmet like meats and like roast beef with fucking like it's the first time I ever seen roast beef and pineapple on the same plate like in oh, my fucking okay. <laughs> in my whole life experience. So when I saw that shit, I was like, well, fuck, like pineapple can't be that bad <laughs> if it's on a fucking uh, plate with meat and shit. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, it's just like very unique. Forms of, but everything's like has to do with meat related. So like I'm not like it being a Christian culture. Like me growing up, uh, like you have different religion and different sects, like different sect religions that are like off branches of like Catholicism or Roman uh, Catholic. But basically, all of them have their own like forms of food that they use that that they eat. So, so you said um, your whole family and shit like that. So, like your cousins and everybody's right there with you. Right. You, you had a story or something like like with your cousins and shit like that. Something like that happened. Like yeah. they wasn't supposed to. Nobody tell mom. <laughs> Where's the cool aunt at? <laughs> yeah, man. The thing is, us like the more time we spent together, the more we got frustrated with each other. The more we fucking wanted to like fuck up yeah. each other and fight and shit. And so that was like, you know, if we're on a family reunion, we're spending 30 plus days with each other. So we'd usually go to my aunt's to her. She had a fucking mini mansion, dog. She had a mini oh. mansion in, in Baltimore. So, you know. That's money, bro. Yeah, man. We're talking about, like, she was making at least over, or anywhere between a quarter. No, I'm sorry. Anywhere between half a million to, to $800,000 a year. How do you know this? <laughs> so how do I know this? Um, so these houses, if you see these houses like that are in like our side of town, um, worth- being like far west, yeah, like like north slash far west side, northwest. These houses on our side of town are going for anywhere around twenty, twenty hundred thousand dollars to thirty hundred thousand. Like these are like all close to quarter million dollar homes. So. For these houses out in Baltimore, like, these houses being in, like, the basically capital of our country, on top of having three-story houses, the real estate market and net of these houses are just going to naturally be a lot more. And so... They're, like, uh, historical and shit like that as well. Yeah, yeah, these are all places where, like, you know, the first slaves, when they got free, they, like, bought their first land and property on, like this settlement of land over in Baltimore. And so, you know, these houses are very, very old. I know the oldest house I've seen was probably like, you know, 600 years old. And the first, one of the first slave, one of the first free slaves was a, she's an older woman. She had bought her first house out there and it still stands to this day. So. Um, oh, wow. Shut up. Yeah, man. It's very, very proud area for for our people to be living in and so that's beautiful man yeah bro as far as the time we spent together it would be like you know every every family reunion is some other shit bro so like i mean if you like if, if any of my cousins i hear this shit you know gonna be pissed off but at the end of the day we would finesse the fuck out of each other man like we would literally be like like, everyone from San Antonio, all my cousins from here would be like, yo, like, when we go over there, bro, like, we finna come back with, like, hella games from fucking, for Xbox and shit, bro. Like, we, we would finesse the cousins that were, like... Like, in a bad way or, like, yeah, good way? Nah, bro, we finesse them in the worst. Oh, wow. Like, See, it wasn't like that for me growing up. But, like, this is, like, our step-cousins. Like, we're not, like, actually, yeah. like, 
related, like, through but, blood but, and shit. But you're like, you're like, he's too rich. He's probably not even gonna notice it type shit. Hell no, nah, bro. These niggas got, like, bro, they're living the fucking oh, life yes. of lavish. That's what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. You, you said no. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I meant. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. No, not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're finessing the fuck out of them. Oh, of course. I'm I talking, wish I had a rich cousin. I'm talking about, like, we have bags, like, fucking, like, a oh, yeah. bag, and we fill that shit up, bro. Fucking did they, Game Boy. Did they look at you like, like... Like, eh, like you're the you're the broke cousin or some shit like that. You know how some some people be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so grateful that they never looked at us down. Like we never looked down on each other. We were family. You just like, knew family, family. Yeah, it was just like. But that. I'm finessing that but Game I'm Boy. Finessing the fuck out of like all the Pokemon. All the <laughs> niggas had Golden Sun in that bitch. All the wrestling WWE. Hell yeah. Uh, and they wouldn't even play him, right? Oh, uh, bro. We, we'd be gaming hard as fuck. That's the thing. It, oh, wow. It got really competitive to the point where, like, where we fought each other. Oh, like, uh, yeah. It got real physical between us. And so, yeah. That's where the comedy comes in, man. It got to the point where you're like, okay, we're not going to play games, but we're still going to like interact and like have fun with each other. And so we'd go, we'd go and fuck with, uh, we'd go and fuck with our, uh, our older siblings by bugging the fuck out of him, right? Oh yeah. No. Yeah, we'd be we'd be like bugging the fuck out of him just by like. Let me borrow the headphones. Huh? <laughs> Let me use the headphones. Real oh quick. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We My bad. Like, I didn't mean to cut you out. No, no, you good. Um, we would basically pull up on our brothers and our cousins and just piss them off intentionally, just because we were kids. And we thought the shit was funny, but like you know, eventually they just like got they got fed up with our shit, and they decided to you know get real real physical with that shit. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yo, man, I just want to say shout out to you, bro. Honestly, you've been like a great friend, great person overall. Honestly, I'm really excited to have you on the show, bro. Like we shit, we talked good shit, bro. Like honestly, I really enjoy this uh, this segment. We're coming to a to end this um, this episode right now, so uh, I just want to do a little recap of like, man, get, give everybody your info on uh, give everybody your info on uh, your Instagram where people could reach you, your SoundCloud, you know, what I'm saying things like that, so you know, what I'm saying people could link with you. Um, because overall, man, this is a great person on the crew. I'm really, really, really happy to have you here, and. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just, um, yeah, give people where they can find you at, man. So y'all can find me pretty much anywhere. I mean, I'm on Facebook, Royal Christian, on Instagram, Master Shinjin. And people know me on Snapchat as Topic M.C. That was my original first rap name. And uh, yeah, man, we've been, we've been rapping for a minute. On Twitter, you can find me at Topic underscore MC. And, you know, that that's... That's where you could reach me. Like, you could find me posting my thoughts and, you know, what I'd be thinking about motherfuckers in the rap game. But really, it's all love, man. Like, if I really fucks with, if I really fucks with you, then like, I'm going to repost your shit. Not because I'm looking for no cloud or nothing. It's just like, I really fuck with you. So, um, yeah, man. Coming up with all my cousins, all that fussing and fighting we did, like, it made me appreciate my relationships with people more now than because like now one of my cousins who I was like you know finessing and you know we, we still yeah man we was finessing man <laughs> but at the end of the day like man I'm telling you this same cousin he had influenced every like from from a northerner's perspective he's he's influenced like me and and being influenced by someone like up north like that in that way made me want to like embrace myself more with the uh, with the Washington area, Washington DC, people in New York. It made me wanted to go ahead and mingle with those people. So whenever I hear artists and people that are coming up from there, I'm like, you know what? Like let me fuck with them. So yeah man, whenever y'all whenever y'all see me or catch me on Instagram, say y'all holler and you know if y'all trying to get some work done, then yeah man, we can go ahead and we can go ahead and get it rocking. Yeah, bro. I feel like, you know, this podcast, you out of all people, man, I really do appreciate, like, you bringing this, like, to the table. Because most people I know, they're just like, 
you know, on some bullshit. So, like, this podcast right here, man, I'm just, like, I'm able to definitely hear from different people's perspective that are not, that are not even from, like, not the hood, but, you know, that that are from the hood, actually, and, you know, niggas that don't bullshit, because, like, niggas be, niggas be in the hood, but niggas be bullshitting at the same time, so, like, to hear from a nigga that's, like, literally, bro, straight from the streets, bro, you nigga, you straight, like, you live on the street, bro, that my young niggas live on, bro, and I'm not, I'm not disclosing that shit, because my young niggas live on that shit, bro, but, like, that's why I'm saying, it's because you live on that street, bro, it's not just because of that, it's, like, you was there originally, before my young niggas moved out there, so I'm just, like, damn, like, now it's, like, like, my young niggas and my OGs, like, all in the same spot, and, you know, it's but, all love out but there. But check it out, man. I'm I'm this street that, uh, like, to me, I don't call that as my street. Like, right. my street is from Mexico, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm first generation over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, really, my street, my hood, like, what, where I would say where I came up, like, as a kid, because I have the most, like, memorable memories as yeah, a yeah. child. More than, like, me remembering, like, middle school and, like, elementary, bro. Like, me growing up in Mexico, like, like, like three to, like, seven or eight, bro. Yeah, yeah were like major major bro like in uh yeah bro like i grew up i grew up in the street there where our house was facing it wasn't a street bro it was straight like rocks and like you know what i'm saying not even not even the street now it's pavemented now you know what i'm saying uh it's all fixed up and shit like that yeah yeah Dude, it's crazy about, dude. Like, I think about, like, my family and shit like that. Like, where we came from as well. Like, my grandpa... Well, this is from my dad's side. I don't... I didn't... My, me and my dad, our relationship wasn't, like... Like, I only remember a few times where he picked me up and, like, took me out and shit like that. But as a dad, like, if I gave him a, a, a review on Yelp as a dad, it would be, like, yeah. a 2.2. Damn, that's <laughs> It'd be, like, a really low... Yeah. <laughs> you know? But my grandpa, he was an OG OG, you know what I'm saying? He I think all of our grandfathers were OGs. Yeah. Right. Most definitely. Like like I remember him like telling my dad shit like like I remember hearing him like tell him shit like like man, you suck as a dad, like you know what I'm saying? Like like look how good of a dad I was to you and you can't even fucking like like you can't even be there for your kids or you can't or you wanna like dump them already as as if you get like frustrated or whatever. Cause he was really impatient, dude. Like I remember, like him just like if something just went wrong, for for a, in a row, he would just call it quits and like call my mom and like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude, my dad, my dad from my dad's side, my great grandpa, he was the mayor, the mayor of that city. Oh yeah. And yeah, he yeah. was also a doctor. Yeah. Like he went to dude, my grandpa and my great grandpa. And I don't know about my great grandpa, but my grandpa went to college, bro. I didn't even go to college, bro. <laughs> you don't got to, man. Nowadays, like, you can just do this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, yeah, you don't need college, but it's just, like, dude, was also as crazy as, like, that side of my family, they were rich, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I, dude, what's mind-blowing is, like, seeing a picture album of my dad, and I'm looking at this picture album of him, like, as, like, growing up and shit. Bro, this nigga in jet skis, fucking uh, New York, Las Vegas. To karate classes, bro. I'm so like, lit, what the lit. fuck? <clears throat> like, like, bro, all around the world, bro. Yeah. You see, one thing about like this whole hip hop thing is, it's not just the music that's what like makes me so inspired about it. It's the break dancing, the graffiti, the street art. It's all that shit that really makes me like more intrigued into becoming who I am, becoming, and who I aspire to be in the future. So, like, that's why I appreciate you, this podcast, everything you're doing as far as the merch goes. All that shit is what really inspires me to keep the path that, that I'm going down myself. Yo, man, um, thank you so much for, for uh, coming on the show, bro. Really appreciate it. The Elevated Show, you know how we do, man. <laughs> Straight Elevated, man. Yeah. Um, We're about to end this right now, this episode. It was fucking great having you here, bro, and, like, really appreciate it. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud at The Elevated Street Show. We're also on Instagram as The Elevated Street Show. And, uh, yeah, give us a follow, you know what I'm saying? We straight chilling, kicking, 
putting that positivity out there, man. Anything you want to say before we call it a quits, man? Just end it real quick. Yeah, man. Shout out to City, man. 2-0, countdown. 2-0, straight tone. You're...